Hello and welcome to Crystal Queer, the radio podcast show hosted by me, Ali, uh, brought to you by YGN Radio Brighton and sponsored by Scene Magazine Brighton, the only free-to-read LGBTQ plus magazine in the UK. Um, once again, I'm Ali, the content creator and head of social media at YGN Radio Brighton, and today I am joined by an absolute precious being named Tom, and I'm going to let him, him introduce himself. He, he seems very excited to do this as well, which is Right. I'm going to let him introduce himself. So just let us know your name, your pronouns, and one little fun fact about you. Bonjour. My name is Tom. I'm 24. My pronouns are he, him. And a fun fact about me is I can do tarot reading. Oh, I didn't know that. That's, I didn't even yeah. know. So you really caught me by surprise there. No problem. <laughs> I like to catch things by surprise. Oh, I'm, I'm glad because I'm going to catch you by surprise <laughs> by a bit in this show. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I thought that would be a good idea to do uh, part one and a part two for this episode in specific about drag. Part one being about a drag consumer's perspective to so someone that does not do drag full time. And then part two, hopefully with an actual drag queen, fingers crossed, pray to Jesus. If I don't get to do that, no one come to me with pitchforks. So let's just start it <laughs> off. Um, what would you What would you define drag as? What would you say drag is? Drag is magic. Drag is an illusion. I I love the artisticness of drag and the expressionness of it. And I found that it's weird because when I look over history, drag has been around forever. Mm. Like. I, I'm a theatre student, so well, was a theatre student. So when I was learning about how well, women were never allowed to participate in any acting whatsoever, so the men were dressed up as women. So I thought, oh, well, this is why I'm here. This is what I'm destined to do, isn't it? Yeah. I just want to be a woman. Um, so I have done a bit of drag in my time. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I class drag as an art mm. where people are allowed to express themselves in whatever way they wish. It Drag can be funny, drag can be activism, drag can be gorgeous, drag can be fashion, you name it. Mm. Shit on it glitter, that's drag. Literally, I don't think there was any <laughs> better way you could have possibly put that. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, like drag has become like such a cultural phenomenon as well with, you know, biggest example is RuPaul's Drag Race, I think. Like, of course. Drag race has made drag become such, well, I don't want to say mainstream because I'm going to get into it, but it's taken it to a whole new elevated level that I don't say, that I don't, ooh, my language barriers just kicked in for a second. <laughs> I don't think it would have reached if the show didn't exist, possibly, potentially. Mm. Um, no, I agree. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad you did. <laughs> um, but that's my question. Do you think that drag has kind of, um, do you think that drag has reached some sort of mainstream point or do you think that there's still time? I think it's different here in the UK than it is elsewhere. So before we had Drake Race UK, um, you only have to watch from season one of Drag Race, for example, mm. and compare it to a season like season nine, the level of drag has rocketed mm. you've got absolutely stunning makeup you've got a lot of expressionism within the queens you've got actual queer people in billboards and drag queens you're seeing drag queens in live shows in vegas mm. and it i don't remember 
I actually don't remember the point of when I found it here. It's yeah. quite odd. But I think the UK version has really opened up people's eyes here. Mm. Um, and now, obviously, season two has just ended. And everyone is talking about drag. Mm. And it's really inspiring to see that and see it be broadcast on the BBC of all places. Because we yeah. all know how corrupt the BBC actually is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well. Yeah, it's it's very inspiring to younger generations. And, it's, and seeing lots of queer people in school trying out drag now and mm. going to school with a face full of makeup and whatnot, it's, it's very interesting. And, yeah. I don't really know where I'm going with this, but it's very interesting. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree completely. Like, I mean, take um, the Work the World tour, for example. Mm. The fact that they have a show in Wimbledon, of all places, is so huge. Who would have thought that Drag Race or Drag Queens would make it to fucking Wimbledon anytime soon? Mm. But it's there, and it's possible the show's happened. Mm. I still haven't gone, and I fucking wish I could, but thanks, Corona. But, mm. you know... It's there, and when the doors open up, I will be there. I will be sat there having a great time. Um, but it's just crazy. It's crazy that it's just jumped so mm. far. And like, and, and, yeah, yeah, go on. Sorry, uh, I was going to say, and now we've got these icons who are coming over from the U- US and coming from the UK and wherever, and they're being represented within the clubs, within Pride, mm. within fashion. Look at Bimini, look at Taste. They've just signed up massive contracts with the fashion mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it dragged us the future. Absolutely, easily. And I think, you know, this is a very opinionated opinion, but um, I do think that Bimini has the power to take drag to a new level of mainstream that it might have not reached before. Bimini Van Boulash, if you are listening to this, I love you. And um, <laughs> Get on the show. <laughs> Just get on the show. Please get on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <is> vegan. <laughs> literally, part two. This is this is the disclaimer. Part two is not happening until Bimini agrees to be on the show. I'm just not going to do a part two till that day. That takes me five just, years. Okay. Yeah, five years. About local queens. How important do you think it is to support local queens as Drag Race fans? I mean, because obviously, you know, there's so many queens now on Drag Race, but that isn't drag you know mm. it's not just being on the show there's so many queens that either don't want to be on the show or can't be on the show so what do you Mass- think yeah Zimmer's massively they need to be supported because once um these people are given the platform of being on tv or wherever they've got up put up the backlash social media so to have your fans however small they are when however small you are at the beginning you're going to remember them people when you're big and mental health like that. But when, when you do want to read that, you'll just think, I just know I've got a bubble at home that I know will love me no matter what. Exactly. So I think it's very important, very important to support. 100%. Yeah. And I think, you know, as much as that support should come from obviously drag race fans or drag fans in general, that should be coming from the queens that have been on the show as well. They've got a bigger platform now. They've got what so many have got like over a million followers now. They can mm-hmm. do their part. And I think one of the queens, might be a little bit biased here because they're Brighton Queen, but Joe Black has been, you know, still posting content with their friends from from Brighton, their drag queen friends from Brighton, and I find mm. that really cool. And they should be doing that, like you said. You shouldn't forget where you started and where you've been. Yeah, and that's important. That goes the same for the sisterhoods. When mm-hmm. when you really have your drag family, you should never forget where you come from. Yeah, I was going to ask you about. Uh, 
tour. What do you think about what do you think about all these different tours that drag queens are doing now? Do you think that this would have been because obviously drag queens have been touring for ages, but do you think that um, mainstream tours or big tours like this would have been happening, say, 10 years ago? Yeah, these tours would not be happening 10 years ago, but then you've also got to realize how other mainstream artists represent drag. Look at our queen Miley Cyrus, for example. Mm. She will have drag queens on tour with her. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily about the drag queens. Mm -hmm. She's just showing these are just normal people who I just want to have in my show. Yeah. Um, they don't need to have a label on them. And I think yeah. that needs to be celebrated. 100 um, because sometimes there's a fine barrier, isn't there, between are you just making money off the fact that they are massive people? Yeah. Talking about Pride, for example, yeah. with lots of straight artists going to Pride. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but obviously, we salute the straight um, allies around us. Yes. But then there's another the flip side of that is, oh, my God, these are people who need to be celebrated. Let's go and make them massive. Exactly. Yeah. And I was it's funny that you mentioned Miley because I was going to, I was going to bring up how, you know, so many mainstream bigger artists like Miley did the VMA performance with all a bunch of RuPaul's Drag Race Queens. Um, Katy Perry did iconic. SNL. Iconic, absolutely iconic. Yeah. Katy Perry did SNL um, with Scarlett Envy and Britta Filter before they were on the show even, which was really nice because they were still local Queens at the time. Um, and it was a, <laughs> Did I say sorry? Something? I'm laughing. I'm laughing at Britta Filter. Sorry. <laughs> I know. I I should probably just say Britta because she does go by Britta now. But I don't know. Britta Filter. <laughs> it's Britta, now. bitch. It's Britta, bitch. Let me say it again. B R I T. <laughs> oh, that's what was the song called? Um, I'm the um, bitch. Yeah, that was such a good song. I'm the bitch. <laughs> what a good song, honestly. That one and phenomenon have always been stuck in my honestly i loved season 12 don't know why people hate season 12 loved are there it. people that don't like season 12 yeah oh that's i feel bad for them <laughs> but then there's people who don't like it like any season of drag race but still true i start like every season that comes out people are like oh this is the worst season i'm like well which one is oh, it pick one exactly pick a struggle <laughs> like i mean i think let's be honest it's 13 so well yeah <laughs> i mean season 13 was it, it was mm, i think they just they really did it they didn't really help with having season two of Drag Race UK airing with it. No. Because I zoned out And Tamisha Iman deserves the world. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, she is coming for you. <laughs> 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 so today I have music from an amazing, amazing mask slash drag performer, artist, legend, icon, you name it, Links. And I am absolutely obsessed with them. They know this. And... I will literally play them at any point that they want in their life. I could do links every single week and I'd be completely happy with that. This is his song, Everyone's Hot and I'm Not, and you, you're going to enjoy it because it's links and it's impossible not to enjoy it. So everyone's hot and I'm not. Everyone's a model and I'm a librarian. Everyone's a corgi and I'm an Alsatian. Everyone's a birth and I'm a C-section. Everyone's a train and I'm a train station. Everyone's a healing. They all look good. I'd swipe right if I could. A nice straight girl tells me that I look good. But I really, really, really wish a gay guy would. So I smile, say hi, have I met you before? Did you like the band? Yeah, I've met them before. Then I lean in and he tells me 
bored of this right let's do the other bit yeah this bit And now, back to more Crystal Queer. Um, are there any drag queen music that you listen to or any drag queen artists that you really love? Um, my guilty pleasure is RuPaul. Mm. Um, I've listened to Jinx Monsoon before. She has a really fun album. Um, I've listened to Alaska. Mm. Alaska is a topic I will discuss later on. But okay. let's move on from that. Um, who else have I listened to? I listened to Trinity. His absolutely appalling comedy album. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've never, I've not really listened to any. Oh, De Campo. How can I forget? Oh, yes. Oh, one I, EP. Mm, one just album. Get her on the show. Get her yeah, on the show. I'm not even going to lie. We, um, I don't know if this is like top secret information. Jillian, if you're listening to this, please don't kill me. 
but um she contacted Davina wants to get her for an Instagram live for um LGBT history month in the UK she didn't get back to us but it's okay <laughs> well I well. really appreciate it if she uh-huh. came up because oh, I love her the rightful love winner so much one. <laughs> the only winner of season one don't talk about the other one no um yeah she Davina herself is a classically trained singer I don't know if you know this, but she can no, sing in five, five different, <laughs> she can sing in five different languages. That. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Um, right, okay. Well, we, I've we... obviously given, I've given some songs, some hits, like Moni Cart, Round Comes Morning, mm-hmm. iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, Money Exchange, Soak It Up. Um, also iconic. But, but yeah, um, the topic I wanted to bring on to was a lot Alaska. of the track. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, let's talk about Alaska. Let's talk about Alaska. Yeah. So Alaska's music is absolutely terrible, but I absolutely love it. That's I think the it's same cause, way I feel. I think it's because she takes the piss out of it. Like mm. she actually takes the piss out of herself. And it's so therapeutic to see that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you put a catchy beat on something and, you know, just crocheted, it just sounds good. And She's literally really just talking right out her ass during the entirety of Hi. But I, it's, I, it's, I think it's my favorite song. Like, <laughs> you tell me a mainstream artist who would name their album Venus. I can't think of any. <laughs> exactly. There is none. There is none. That's there why genuinely is Alaska. Alaska is incredible. And I genuinely, th- <laughs> I agree. And I think, like you know, once again, a very opinionated opinion. But um, I do think Alaska is probably, um, I do think Alaska is probably the most well-rounded queen that have to have been on the show um i think she can literally do it all quite like yeah literally can do it all it's quite scary how much she can do kind of agree with that statement and kind of don't Mm. i think it's because i i didn't really like alaska in all stars fair enough i I just found her way too way too arrogant which actually trixie trixie's a good singer I was going to say, so I was going to actually talk about Trixie when it comes to drag music, because I think for, I think Trixie's probably made one of the biggest names for herself in the music industry. I mean, she's had albums charting on mm-hmm. Billboard, which is freaking crazy. She's been nominated for an iHeartRadio award, which is also freaking crazy. Um, I do think that Trixie has had a bit of success. Here's my question. Is it because she's just really fucking funny and famous or is it because she's also doing a bit of country music and country is a big genre in america that's a bit of a question um well i don't know because she does country music but she's also very gay so i don't know about that one <laughs> but you know um i think it's some yeah to answer that it's a mixture of the two um yeah. obviously she was on drag race so she had that massive platform yeah um to go from and you know, forgive record contracts to anyone these days. So, well, um, <laughs> well. No, Trixie deserves, Trixie deserves. Yes. And um, I think it is because she's so funny. And mm. look, she's she's huge, absolutely huge now. Yeah. Um, and I salute the fact that she's gone to country music. She's mm. taken a different side of it. She has yeah. the classic, let's do some pop music and lip sync to it at all. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, it's so, um, I think one reason that people are so interested in Trixie's music is that her music is so different from Trixie, the drag queen. Like you'll yeah. you hear Trixie and you're like, oh, this funny, real biological woman. And then you hear her music and you're like, what, who is this? Like, 
you're just completely shocked, which I might add as well. Trixie's um, cover of video games at Lana Del Rey, one of the best things I've ever heard in my mm. entire lifetime, easily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so when you said about Trixie's music and, you know, being different from lip sync music and all that stuff, what do you think about um, the comparison of is drag music real music or is drag music just drag music? Music is music. We shouldn't put a label on drag music or whatever kind of music because it, yeah. it means something different to every person. Mm. Um, music for me is what gets me through every day. It's always in my head. It's, mm. yeah, music, music really drives us as people. I mean, you tell me one person who says, oh, I don't like music. If that's because, what they feel, then I'm sorry for them. <laughs> yeah, and because everyone will like some kind of music. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, I'm pretty sure it's scientifically proven somewhere. It has to be. Everything, <laughs> it has to be. Everything's science. I don't, I don't really um, do science, but uh, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it's out Can there. we invite, can we please invite a, um, you know, a scientist to this next one so we yeah, can ask some yeah. questions? <laughs> if there's any science gays out there, get in contact with me. <laughs> um but yeah drag music i don't i don't really like the term drag music but it's there because it's drag people just like to label things i mean i mean look at rupaul probably the most famous drag queen in the world yeah and her her music is big Mm -hmm. not necessarily good but it's big exactly Um, but what's good music you tell me what's good music yeah and i mean you know as much as people like to um you know be like oh well this music shit this music's not it's like you really can't you can't justify it everyone has different tastes everyone has different opinions and mm-hmm. rupaul's made it to fucking miley cyrus's ep that's pretty mainstream to me <laughs> like, i mean i know i know for a fact how much you love catitudes so. i do love, i am the number one catitude stand in the entire world guaranteed. miley cyrus Did <laughs> you better go and put on some damn clothes on <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. My God, I, if only oh. Miley was an independent artist, I would have played that song for this episode. But unfortunately, oh. she is not. Um, Honestly, I take the, me to court. <laughs> also, when when I first started, what I was quite late to the Drag Race fandom, mm-hmm. um, but I remember the Muppet Show, mm-hmm. um, and this was when I was like, "Oh my God, this is RuPaul!" Like. This is incredible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. am I doing? Wasting my life not watching this show. Honestly. Uh, so then from then on, I was like, okay, I'll give it a go. And then yeah. look at me now. <laughs> Literally, that was me with... Um, so I, I didn't really know what drag was until I watched Drag Race, admittedly. Like, I, I obviously knew that, you know, um, cross-dressing was a thing. And I knew that people, you know, men put on wigs and put on makeup and stuff. But I didn't know that drag was a term. I didn't know drag was a thing. And then I watched season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race. That was the first season that I watched. And that's when like everything was just like, the gay Jesus just came down on me at that exact moment. <laughs> I remember the first time I found out that RuPaul from the main stage, um, RuPaul in the workroom and RuPaul on the main stage were the same person. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, so who is this RuPaul person? I was like, wait, they're the same one? <laughs> and I remember my mind was just blown. But yeah, back to back to the drag race music versus real music kind of conversation. One thing that, you know, it bothers me a little bit. I don't know about your opinion, but I remember there was a specific conversation that Aja did where they kind of went about saying they wanted to make music as themselves because they didn't want it to be drag music. They wanted it to be real yeah. music. 
Do you agree with that? If they, if they want to pull on a wig and go for it um, as a woman, then go for it. But if they want to, you know, just be the rapper and just be Aja, then go for it. Like, no one's stopping you. Yeah. People are still going to love it. Absolutely. And honestly, like, especially right now with, with the pandemic going on, especially the recent queens that have been on the show from season 12 to UK 2 and season 13, you know, a lot of people have been complaining about all these queens making music, putting out music, even though it's not quote unquote good. But it's like, they're not really touring. They don't have much else going for them. They've got to make their coins somehow. And if that's streaming, go for it. If it's merch, go for it. Like, they've got to do something. Yeah, like people were judging Tina Burner massively for Turner and Burnett, which I know a lot of people don't necessarily love the song. But it's like, she's got a catchphrase. She's got to do it. <laughs> you know, it's just... Yeah, Milk I mean, it. she's got to do something. She can't spend her whole life being a fire hose. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, you have a point though. <laughs> it must be so exhausting. It must be so I, exhausting just spending I, on the top as a oh, fire hose. <laughs> yellow, yellow, orange, and red. Oh. Um, and it's specific to one drag queen. I just want to know your opinion of them. Go for it. Jackie Cox. Right. <laughs> Jackie Cox. Jackie Cox. I, I really would hope that she listens to this because that would literally be my entire life. Is easily the most important queen for me personally that has been on the show ever. It was the first and only time that I've seen real representation of myself on TV. You know, well, I'm, I don't do drag, but as an openly uh, <laughs> gay Iranian man being on the show meant the entire world to me. Probably spent every single week crying whenever she opened her mouth. She could have literally said, uh, hey, bitch. And I'd be like, oh, my God, Jackie, that was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely, every single week meant so much to me. And to see her as well make it to the top five, still very offended that she wasn't invited back for the top four when said queen that I will not bring up on my show um, was disqualified. Really offended me, but whatever. yeah, like it, it. She genuinely made my entire life. Never in my life did I think that I would be able to see that anytime soon. And I hope I know she realizes, and I know she's gotten so many messages from people like me that have. Told, and I've messaged her myself. I've told her about it. She's seen it, and I'm so grateful that she did see the message. And we talked about it a little bit. And yeah, it's just so important. And if I, if, if Jackie is the one queen I would love to have on the show. Um, no shade to other queens, obviously, but Jackie mm. would be I everything. Love Jackie Fox. I yeah. absolutely love her. Yeah. yeah. It's just wanted, just wanted to ask you that question. So no, I I'm, I'm glad that you brought it up because <laughs> it wasn't in my question, so I needed you to ask me that. <laughs> this was not pre-planned at all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of about it with my questions that I've got, but I do want to just open it up to a play field of anything you really want to say about drag in general, really. So if you've got any interesting points, um, up, go for it. If um, Bimini could paint my face one day, <laughs> that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think there needs to be more education within schools about yes. it's actually a career to be a drag queen, mm-hmm. not just something you do on a Friday night, you're mm-hmm. around the corner. Yeah. Um, Especially performing arts. Performing arts is very much about, oh, you've got to be a singer, dancer, actor, or a comedian. Yeah. But you can be all of them and be a yeah. drag queen. So 
Yeah, I just think it needs education. I, I agree with that. I think for a lot of people, they don't know what drag is properly. Like you said, they think it's just put on a wig, put on some makeup and go, you know, perform in a club on a Friday night, call quits and be an accountant the next morning. But it's just like, you know, for some people, that's how they literally pay for their food, pay for their rent, pay for their bills. It's just what they do. And it should be respected as that performance is performance. Performance is a job. And that's how they do it. And I think uh, on the education aspect, it should also be educated that, you know, topics like trans people can do drag. Um, mm-hmm. I know that the term bio queen isn't really something that people use anymore. So I'm going to, you know, um, not actually refer to them by bio queens, but um, that cis people can do drag, straight people can do drag. Anyone who wants to do drag, go for it. Mm. And that's something that not only people need to be educated, but a certain a certain queen whose name is slapped in all the shows needs to also know about that. Um, Mr. RuPaul Charles. <laughs> like, say what you will. And I'm so, I'm so, so, ha- I talked about it last, um, I talked about one of the episodes I think I did on the podcast, but so happy that God Mick got the opportunity to be on the show. Obviously, so important. And Mick is going to be always one of my favorite queens on the show anyway, of regardless course. of their trans identity. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. But it's it, it will be so, so good to see a trans woman, a cisgendered woman, be on the show and further push that agenda, further push that conversation. Yeah. Going back to Jacques UK, Bimini and Ginny being on the show this oh. season. Yeah. Incredible. Non-binary representation. And I know recently, um, I think Davina has actually come out as non-binary. Yes. incredible that people are now being more public about their sexuality and the gender is so yeah i mean yeah. i i talked about the the Ginny and bimini moment in the non-binary episode a couple of weeks ago and mm-hmm. um one thing i forgot to mention in that episode in specific was that that conversation was such a big moment for a lot of people that i follow on twitter that i'm sure you follow as well um coming out about their gender identities and it kind of gave them that I don't want to say motivation, but it gave them that like driving force and okay pass to like, oh, I can talk about this publicly because, you know, mm. they talked about it. And I know it was a trigger for me because I didn't really mention much about my gender identity until that moment in specific happened. I was like, no. oh, okay. Like, I think I had the same experience. I, I questioned myself after that. Thinking, yeah. I spent my whole life wanting to dress up and mm. everything. Maybe I am, but, you know, I'm kind of pulling this game at the moment. And yeah. I'll just see where the wind takes me <laughs> we move <laughs> <laughs> we just we just go as it is um yeah well that's been that's been all fucking brilliant thank you so much for helping me out with this episode because i know you are i know you're as huge of a drag race fan and a drag fan in general as i am so it only made sense to want to do it with someone else who's equally as invested and <laughs> obsessed with the entire phenomenon that is drag race and thank you <laughs> he is currently voguing <laughs> thank you you're welcome well <laughs> choices choices yeah um oh, i would love to have to- oh there's so many queens i would love to have on the show <laughs> so many ambitious thoughts that are just not okay before we go before we go you've got a dinner party coming up you can invite three drag queens who you invited oh oh okay oh that's hard evie oddly um Ooh. oh i love evie like like she still can't believe we're mutuals on Twitter. Still blows my mind. But yeah, she followed me like right bef- right after the cast announcements happened for season eleven, 
and like just been the highlight of my life, literally. Um, but EVR, the Crystal Method, 100%. And Jackie Cox. Yeah, I'm quite, quite content with that. Incredible. What about you? Go on. I'd probably choose Divina. Mm. Dimini. Mm. And I probably have American Queens. So I love the American Queens. So I'm going to pick Katia. Katia's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. Forgot to mention that in the actual, during the episode, but yeah. Katia's EP. Brilliant. Oh, Absolute yeah. masterpiece. Oh, one more question. One more question. This Go is on the topic of drag music. It's your funeral. <laughs> Who's going to sing at your funeral? Ooh, okay. Now that's hard. Hmm. One queen. Oh. You've really put me on the spot with this one because there's so many that I would... You know what? Alaska? Like... <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine Alaska at my funeral singing Pussy, Pussy, Pussy? Like... <laughs> oh, incredible. I would literally come back alive. Like, <laughs> I would come back alive, dance my ass off, and then die again. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's quite valid. What about you? <laughs> I'd pick Rosé. Yeah, yeah. I see that. I, just want, I, want, I want the full, full works. <laughs> Ooh, why not Jan? Why Rosé? <laughs> sure, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> you could have said Stephanie's child, but you said Rosé. <laughs> I did. Um, Jan was done dirty. We all know Jan was done dirty. We, yeah. I wonder, I wonder how they're going to treat Laguna whenever she manages to be on the show. I honestly would not be surprised if they cast Laguna for next season. And just yeah, so thank you so much, Tom, for joining me and um, no having a massive, massive gay orgy of a conversation. Does that sound? Yeah. Okay. Sounds <laughs> think, perfect. Right. That's, that's the approval I needed. And thank you guys so much for listening to us having an absolute bitch fest. And I will see you next week. And we're out.